Five years after getting out of the army, Nick Devlin realized he was looking for something different. Nick is a recovering overachiever and has walked many paths, including hardcore punk rocker, engineer, Ivy League MBA student, corporate manager, and Army Airborne Ranger. Nick eventually discovered life coaching and now helps stressed out high achievers become whole again and live their lives like a big adventure. Coming up next, I'm Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Have you tried Navy Federal's car buying experience? I highly recommend it. You won't have a better car buying experience. Check them out at NavyFederal.org slash carbine. All right, we're talking with Army veteran Nick Devlin from Nick Devlin Coaching. Nick, got some great things to talk about. Really love to hear about the coaching world and how you've been successful in it. Before we do that, want to hear what uh, what you did when you were in the Army. Yeah, so uh, thanks, Joe. Super excited to uh, to share some stuff here and hopefully inspire uh, some veterans who are looking to get into entrepreneurship and specifically into coaching, perhaps. Uh, yeah, I spent uh, my entire enlistment with the 75th Ranger Regiment. Uh, 1st Battalion in Savannah, Georgia, uh, which is actually where I'm sitting right now um, on a bit of a nomadic adventure, but I'm visiting uh, visiting some folks here. Uh, I was infantry, so uh, joined with a ranger contract, you know, which basically said, hey, if, if you make it, you know, you got a shot. Yep. And um, ended up spending my entire time there working my way through different line positions and uh, separated as an E5 weapon squad leader. Um and, uh, boy, some of the best and probably worst times of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I was in a squadron at Dobbins up in Atlanta. We used to go down and support 75th Rangers quite a bit, uh, when they come calling, uh, been down yep. there many times. Uh, so, uh, in your transition out of the army, was it, was it planned? Did it come on quick or did you have a, were you, were you well prepared in your transition getting out? Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. It was a difficult decision for me. Um, you know, I loved what I was doing. The The frame of, of the military didn't quite fit anymore. You know, I was seeking a little bit more freedom and, and autonomy in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I loved what I did. I felt so connected to purpose, so connected to, you know, brothers in arms. And, uh, uh, and I had a lot of great opportunities in front of me and um, within the military but ultimately decided to get out. You know, I had a, I had a young son who had just been born. Um, and I had a college degree from before I went in. So I kind of knew that I would land on my feet getting out of the military. And at the same time, um, boy, it was like diving headfirst into a, a storm getting out. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, sometimes guys think they're prepared when they get out and then they get slapped in the face on the way out and they have totally changed their plan. But you know, yeah. take, say it typically takes, even if you're, even if you think you knew what you wanted to do when you got out at least a couple of years to change your mindset and fully, fully transition out. What, I mean, was that your experience? Oh, yeah. What did you do when you, when you first, when you first got out? Yeah. Uh, I mean, absolutely. It was, uh, it was, it was just, I thought I knew, you know, like, like I was saying, I had my degree. So I thought, okay, I'll just get back into engineering. That's what I had studied my undergrad. And, um, but 
I didn't know what I didn't know. And so I kind of, I kind of cruised through the, you know, the transition program because I thought, well, I know what I'm doing. You know, maybe I don't Mm -hmm. need to pay as much attention. And I know things have come a long way. It's been over 10 years since I separated. So there wasn't a lot of really uh, in-depth, you know, support. And, um, and I got out and, and I've been out again, like I said, like a decade and it took me a good five years to really figure out what I was doing next and, and work through a lot of the things that um, had built up, right. Physical issues, uh, you know, things related to PTSD mm-hmm. uh, and just frankly, like you said, reorienting, recalibrating, you know, my mindset, my personality, you know, the, the programming, programming that we get in the military is great, right? It takes civilians and makes them into world-class soldiers, mm-hmm. but then coming out the other end, uh, there's not much focus. And, you know, I felt a little bit lost. Like I didn't know where to turn. Um, thought I had to deal with all this stuff on my own and really had no vision for where I was going. So yeah, it was a challenge for yeah. sure. I think the biggest thing veterans are missing and they don't, they're one of their blind spots is they don't have a network. They don't have that civilian network. Mm-hmm. They don't have that mm-hmm. ne- network of people that are in the job market and recruitment and things like that on the civilian side. It's just very yeah. blind. And we, we hear that when we're getting out that the companies love hiring veterans. So we're like, Oh, it shouldn't be too bad. You know, it should be too tough, but there's always, yeah. there just, there always seems to be that great divide between, you know, the folks getting out of the military and all these companies that want to hire veterans but yet yeah. they can't seem to connect with each other uh, or they just doesn't, just doesn't work well sometimes. So it just takes a while yeah. to, to figure out how to cross those bridges to the other side. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think there's a little bit of ping pong happening, right? Where it's like, Oh, you know, it's, it's maybe from the veteran perspective, it's like, I should be embraced. This company should love me because I'm a veteran. They should mm-hmm. kind of give me this roadmap, you know, which is part of the programming that we get in the military. We're like, Hey, somebody's going to tell me what to do. I know you know, I'll just follow the steps and I'll excel. Um, and, and then the company is kind of like, well, this, this is a veteran. They should know what they're doing. Right. So it's a little bit of a mismatch in expectations. And then, you know, it really does. I personally believe that it's a personal responsibility once you get out to really create, what is it that you want to, that you want to see next in mm-hmm. your life. But we don't, generally have the tools for that. Right. So that's where the coaching comes in. Um, because it's, it's, it's a pivotal time to recreate your identity, you know, and you can take a lot of the stuff that worked well and that you gained from the military. But if you try to just take that same exact operating system and plug it into the civilian world, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be tough. That's, that's really overview of what I learned getting out. So did you end up getting a, getting a regular job on the way out or were you, were you, you start getting an entrepreneurship right away? No, I went back into engineering. I was, I was, my first day at my job was before I even finished my terminal leave. You know, that was kind of my pattern was just go, go, go. Let's Smooth not transition. Take yeah. yeah. Let's not sit still. Cause then I might have to feel something, you know, or, <laughs> <laughs> or look at the deeper stuff. And so, uh, it was just go, go, go overachieve, you know, um, and I knew in the back of my mind that this isn't really what I wanted to do, but I was, I was really seeking some kind of stability and security. And because I had that degree, you know, I was, I was, uh, highly sought after when I got out, um, which was great, but, um, you know, ultimately just delayed me 
really looking at some of those deeper things that I need to look at. And also, you know, what did I really want to create? Yeah. And so what was your journey towards entrepreneurship? How did you know that there was something missing? You, you rolled right out, got into a decent job with your engineering degree. Things were going well. What, I mean, at what point did you think something was missing and what were the things yeah. you did to take action on that? Yeah, pretty early on, I felt like there was something missing. You know, there was kind of a void and I really wasn't excited about what I was doing day to day. And that started to become more and more of a weight, you know, more of a burden. It was like, hey, I was just in this incredible environment of high performance in the military and Ranger Regiment. You know, I was deeply connected to purpose. I was excited to live my life every day, right? It was like, hey, what are, what are we doing today? We're jumping out of airplanes, you know, we're going on a ruck, we're doing really, you know, some deeply meaningful stuff. And, um, and then I got out and all of a sudden it was like total disconnect from purpose, from a sense of excitement or adventure. Um, and like you mentioned, from that network, right? From mm-hmm. community. Um, and it's so getting into the civilian world, it was like trying to find that stuff. And, you know, I ended up leaving that first job within the first year to get another job that I thought, Oh, maybe this is a little bit more aligned. Uh, and then we ended up moving from Savannah to New Hampshire. So there are a lot of, a lot of like big shifts in life. And I think a lot of people experience this where it's like, Oh, maybe it's the geography. Maybe it's where I'm living. Right. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's the, Maybe it's the job, maybe I'll, maybe it's the company, right? Yeah. And they shift all these things around without realizing that there's a big opportunity for you to connect to like, well, what is it you want to create next? What is, you know, the next purpose? What's the next mission? And how do you really need to choreograph uh, your life to be able to, you know, fit the new mission set? Um, the good news is that veterans are really good at figuring that stuff out. I think it's mm-hmm. just translating it to like, hey, this is a new, a new AO right? Things aren't going to be exactly the same as they were. Um, but you know, they can use these kind of mission planning skills to really effectively design what's next. Uh, so, you know, so after making some of these big changes and now we're talking, you know, four or five years after separation, I'm still feeling like something's missing, you know, something's missing. And so I started to seek, right. I started to look at okay, what are some resources out there that could help me figure out my purpose? Uh, and there's some great resources. There's tons of resources. So I happened to land on one that was uh, Simon Sinek's Start With Why program. Mm-hmm. And I found out that it was free for veterans. So I, I dove in. And the result of that, my why statement was to facilitate the sharing of ideas so that others may thrive. Right? That was my statement. And I looked at that. Now I'm an engineer. I'm not even thinking about coaching yet. I looked at that statement. And I went, well, that's not a real job. <laughs> so I crumpled it up through the trash. <laughs> and, you know, the beautiful thing is now I look back and I laugh because I'm like, oh, that's what I do as a coach, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, so I just started to pick up some of these clues and, and you know, I'm pretty stubborn and thick skull. So it took, it took a while uh, for me to connect to that. And so, I, from that point, I ended up looking at MBA programs because mm-hmm. I, I felt this pull to like be a leader, you know, have an impact s- sort of like I had felt in the military. And I thought, well, a lot of guys are going and getting their MBA and maybe I, I can be a leader in an organization and I can, you know, make a difference that way. 
And I ended up getting accepted to Cornell and going through their um, Johnson School of Management, uh, EMBA program, the EMBA program. So I was working full time. Now I had three kids under age four, wow. married, uh, you know, and going full time essentially to a, uh, an MBA program on nights and weekends. And uh, again, this was sort of my like overachiever mode, right? Go a hundred miles an hour. Uh, but my heart was in the right place. Fast forward, you know, a year after that MBA program, now I've moved my whole family from New Hampshire to New Jersey to pursue this uh, corporate management job, which in hindsight, it was like, wow, I was diving headfirst into the rat race, right? Just yeah. going for it. And I essentially hit a wall. Uh, I realized that my life wasn't at all what I wanted it to be. My marriage was falling apart. You know, I had no meaningful relationships. Mm. Um, my health was failing, right? My mental health wasn't great. And, uh, I just kind of realized through the help of a really close friend who reflected this back to me, uh, I realized like I'm headed in the wrong direction and I have to make a choice to either keep digging and keep finding a, you know, a lower rock bottom or to put down the shovel, uh, turn around and, and figure out how to live the life I want to live. Wow. That's awesome. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back. We're going to see what, what you did to, to turn the tide of all that. That's awesome. Hold on. We'll just be right back. If you've been thinking about a career change, now is a great time to get into coding and veterans make great coders. Start your new career in tech with Sabio, a coding bootcamp and developer community. And you can get started before you get out, or if you're not happy with your current career, you can learn how to code in your spare time. In just 17 weeks, Sabio teaches you the skills you need to start a real high-paying tech job online and from the comfort of your own home. You'll graduate with real-life experience, and helping you find a job is part of the program. Their alumni are working with some of the most innovative companies all over the world, like Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Activision. Plus, Sabio is extremely affordable. And they offer a variety of scholarships to help with tuition. And you can use your VA benefits. Find your next great career opportunity with Sabio. Visit sabio.la slash on the move to learn how you can use your VA benefits to enroll at Sabio. Sabio.la slash on the move. Don't wait. Go to sabio.la slash on the move today and learn more. When you become a member of Navy Federal Credit Union, life gets better. We've bought a lot of cars over the years, and I can tell you, Navy Federal's car buying experience is the best experience I've had. They've created a fully loaded car buying experience. You can finance, buy, protect, and enjoy your auto purchase all from one convenient place. They have pre-approval. It's good for 90 days, so you know what you can afford while you shop. They offer great auto loan rates. You can shop for new and used cars with Navy Federal's car buying service powered by True Car. You can also get exclusive member savings with Carfax, SiriusXM, and more. They're always available with 24-7 member service representatives to answer any questions. Learn more at NavyFederal.org slash carbine. Credit and collateral subject to approval. Navy Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. All right, back talking with Army veteran Nick Devlin from Nick Devlin Coaching. So, Nick, before the break, you were talking about you'd moved the whole family to the Jersey area. You're going all in with corporate America. You had a conversation with a friend who reflected some 
wise advice back to you and all, you realize oh, I got to, I got to make a change. So what did you end up doing? Yeah. So, uh, essentially what I did was I had a conversation with my manager that week and said, I got to quit, right? I got to, I got to leave this job. Uh, and ended up doing that and moving my whole family back to New Hampshire and, uh, very soon after entered a 12 step program. And, uh, you know, 12 steps most commonly used for drugs and alcohol. Um, uh, for me, that wasn't the problem. What it was, was I identified I had an addiction to control. <laughs> 12 step program for control. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really cool. I mean, this, the 12 steps are essentially a transformational program. Yeah. Right? They help you look at like, Hey, what's going on? What's not working. And, you know, helps you excavate all of that stuff and open up some space for what it is you want to create next. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it was, it was very effective and it just cracked the whole world of personal transformation wide open for me. So how long, how long did you go through that program? Well, it's, it's sort of self-guided, right? There's a lot of uh, reflection work that gets done. And for me, it was about a six month process of really getting real with myself and, and, you know, digging for what was holding me back. Um, and, uh, you know, it can, it's, it's a lifelong program for many folks. Sure. Uh, I still kind of dance around the fringes of it, uh, cause a lot of the stuff is helpful. And like I said, I found a, you know, a whole universe of, of other tools and uh, other modalities and, um, um, just constantly picking up more information and trying new things for myself and also, you know, for my clients. Um, so, so yeah, what, what was that, it that, that cracked, cracked uh, it wide open. coming out, coming off the 12 step program or finishing it? Yeah. What, what occurred after that? What, how, how, what kind of uh, realizations you come to as to what was next in life? Yeah. So there's a lot of really cool things that started to happen. And this is, this is the power of, uh, intentional transformation, right? Personal growth. Once you kind of get into that world and start getting honest with yourself, uh, things start to happen, right? So the world sort of starts to shape to, to you. Um, and I remember when I started the program, I, I said to my sponsor, I said, yeah, but how, I don't even know what I want to do with my life. And he goes, just wait, just do the work, right? It'll come. Mm-hmm. And it, it really happened like that, you know, six or eight months later, I'm continuing my search, uh, looking for purpose. And all of a sudden it like dawned on me, whoa, I think I'm, I might want to be a, a coach. Right. And I had heard somebody else say it and like, you know, all this stuff starts to come together, all these clues come together and, and suddenly you have a little bit of a map, a little bit of a treasure map in front of you. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm really interested in that. Uh, and so my first thought was, well, if I want to become a coach, I better hire a coach and just kind of see what this is all about. Mm-hmm. One of the first objectives uh, with that coach was research coaching schools or coach training and see if that resonates and, you know, right away I found a, a school that they really vibed with and you know, the rest was. Yeah. And which, uh, which school was that? Uh, it's called coachville. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. 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 So yeah. when you started coachville, did you realize right away that this is what you've been looking for? Yeah, absolutely. Right away. They, I read a manifesto that they had and it was called like the play life manifesto uh-huh. had, you know, 30 some odd bullet points that were like, instead of, you know, instead of control influence, right. Instead of, 
projects. Let's, you know, make play plans. And just the way that they kind of shared their, their manifesto, their methodology really resonated with me because I was just ready to start enjoying my life more, Mm -hmm. right. Start to feel more alive. And um, so it really spoke to me and, and uh, it's been, it's been awesome ever since. So talk about some of the beginning phases of becoming a coach, what that was like, uh, some yeah. of the things you were doing to actually become, a, you know, actually become a coach, know what it was all about and then yeah. get, getting started in the business side of it. Yeah. So, you know, coaching is kind of the wild west still there's, there's some certifi- certifying bodies, but pretty much anyone can hang out a shingle and say, Hey, I'm a coach for X, Y, Z. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of coaching is based on your expertise and, you know, your experience. So there's some validity to that. I chose to go the route of, you know, pursuing some kind of certification um, and really going into the training. So mm-hmm. this, this school was like an 18 month training program. You take a couple classes at, at a time and very much experiential. So as soon as you start, they're saying, Hey, go out and find some people to coach. And I coached them for free at first. And then I got my first, you know, paying client who paid me, you know, like a hundred bucks a month or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of slowly scaled up as I became more confident in my skills, as I started to get results for folks. Um, and so it sort of organically turned into this um, business. And at first sort of a side hustle, right. I was still, I was still working in corporate, when I moved back to New Hampshire, I ended up getting another engineering job um, just to pay the bills. But I started to see the light at the end of the tunnel, like, okay, this job is now just going to help me create a runway to entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And what I have found is that becoming an entrepreneur, at least for me, was one of the most deeply spiritual experiences. And I don't just mean that in terms of, you know, God or religion. I mean, like, mm-hmm. it's just such a, deep exploration into like why you're even here and how you can use your gifts and your talents and your experiences in the most impactful way. Yeah. Um, that, and then to becoming a coach on top of that, you know, in becoming the coach, you're going through the transformation yourself. Right. So, so, you know, becoming a, an entrepreneur and a coach is just this incredible uh, chrysalis process, right. Going from the caterpillar to the butterfly, yeah. uh, um, that, that I love, right. I'm just, I, I love this world. I'm immersed in it and I'm definitely, you know, I have found my calling at this point. And you're in going through the, it was an 18 month course. Essentially you went through and yeah. uh, built into that. I imagine was, you know, getting your first clients, getting your first free clients, yeah. paid clients. So is yeah. it, was it fair? Was it, you know, what was the hard, hard factor in, in switching over to uh, paid coaching? Was it, is it difficult to get clients or, uh, you know, how do you go about doing that? Explain a little bit some of the business aspects of once you're a qualified coach, getting clients, yeah. uh, getting paid clients, getting enough yeah. paid clients to pay the bills, those kind of things. Right. Yeah, this is such an exciting mystery, right? When you get into it, and and that's a really positive spin. On some days, it's like, oh crap, how am I going to pay my bills? Like, is this the right path? You know, and um, there's so much uh, of an exploration into faith and trust and building confidence. You know, it, it's it's really interesting because I came from 
an elite special operations unit, right? No problem with confidence in that setting. Mm -hmm. But then suddenly to be, you know, saying, okay, this is my new identity. I'm a coach and I can help you live your most extraordinary life adventure. Uh, All of those voices start to come in like, oh, can you really like, you know, Mm -hmm. and all the fear comes in. And, um, and so as far as like taking the leap to each level of, of income or, you know, um, coaching program price, or it's, it's about really recommitting to the dream that you're creating for yourself and, and stepping into confidence, right? So it requires a leap of faith or trust, uh, just like, just like any jumping into any worthy adventure. But, um, yeah, for me, it's, it's very much an energetic game, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, becoming a coach would have been a lot harder, maybe would have given up on it if I didn't have a coach and right? having someone there just to help me. Um, that's really the biggest, that's the biggest challenge. I mean, there are coaches that charge a quarter million dollars a year per client. That exists, yeah. right? These are very, very successful, you know, multi-million uh, dollar business leaders. Yeah. Uh, but it exists. So the sky's the limit as a coach in terms of, you know, well, how much wealth do you want to create for yourself and your family and future generations? You can mm-hmm. do it as a coach. And it's a process to get there, right? There's, yeah. there's always the next uh, comfort zone edge and that's right where you want to play, right? Where you're like, I know I can deliver this kind of value, but it's a little scary. Okay. That's the new price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so but truthfully, like having a coach can be a seven figure investment right. even more, right? If you think about if coaching with, with the right coach can help you shift the trajectory of your life and you've got 40 or 50 more years to live, right? Even a few degree shift will impact the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And you can really break it down in terms of, of dollars if you want to, right? How yeah. much, how much is it worth to save your marriage and have a thriving marriage? You know, how much is it worth to have the experiences of a lifetime with your children or with yourself or friends, yeah. uh, you know, to create the dream business that you've always been dreaming of, you know, I mean, you can put dollar amounts on it. And so then it starts to look like, wow, this is a really wise business investment. Absolutely. So where are you at in your coaching business or have you been able to go full-time with it now? Yeah, I'm full-time now. Um, I have been for about the last two years. Awesome. And the first year uh, I had some runway still from my previous corporate job. Mm -hmm. Uh, The last year has really been like, okay, this is it, right? You're going out and you're generating value and you're earning your your dinner. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's been a really exciting challenge and things have been going great. You know, I just, I just keep, keep leaning into this dream of like, Hey, there's people out there who need me who are, who are really, you know, desperate to make that shift and create their extraordinary life in every area of their life. Um, and, uh, so I just keep trusting and every time I lean into it, uh, you know, it, it shows up. Awesome. And so if somebody's interested in getting in touch with you about your coaching services, how would they do that? Yeah. Uh, the best way is just go to nickdevlincoaching.com and there's a contact page. Just, uh, you know, that'll, that'll email me, um, with your message. 
Uh, I'm also going to share a couple things, yeah. uh, a couple of resources here. So if okay, you, great. you know, pick those up, there's a way to get a hold of me as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'd love to connect with anyone who's even exploring, you know, what's next. Uh-huh. Um, and if I can help them, great. If not, I'll point you in the right direction. All right. You got a, you got a free giveaway uh, there on the website yep. also? Yep. The free giveaway is uh, it's just nickdevlincoaching.com slash dream. Slash dream. And, uh, okay. Slash dream. Yep. All right. And what's that all about? So that's just a tool. It's a little bit of a DIY tool for you to go through and reflect on experiences in your life that were peak moments for you, right? That were uh, peak experiences. And then it kind of helps guide you to see how, those experiences can actually start to point you in the right direction towards, you know, finding your next purpose, your next mission and uh, creating a life you love. Awesome. And if you're talking to some of those veterans that are getting out of the military, um, maybe they want to want to get into entrepreneurship, start their own business, not sure what their idea may be. Um, you know, they're, they're looking at corporate America, you know, for the, to gain that, paycheck, but they're just mm-hmm. not really speaking to them. Um, what kind of advice would you have for them as far as starting your own business and getting into entrepreneurship? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a case by case basis. If you're, if you need the cash, take the corporate job, right? Take, use what you got in front of you. Uh, just don't lose sight of what lights you up and, and what you would really love to create. You know, mm-hmm. that could be a, a really powerful way to then, you know, be able to afford a coach or be able to afford whatever you need to, to, to start to create the life you want. Um, if you've got some runway, you know, a lot of guys are getting out, they've got retirement or, uh, other, other sources of income, mm-hmm. start exploring and just start exploring and, um, get a coach. <laughs> That's my shameless plug. <laughs> uh, yeah, cause it, it is, it is possible. It's absolutely possible to live, live the life that you want and have an extraordinary life. Um, I'm living proof of that. Yeah. Um, Personal question: um, How can you explain the difference or difference in value of one-on-one coaching versus being in group coaching and group type programs? Yeah, um, again, it's kind of choose your own adventure, right? One-to-one coaching uh, a lot of times can be faster, more impactful. Uh, you can go a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. you know, because it is a confidential container you know, with two humans instead of multiple people. Mm-hmm. Um, the benefit of a group is that you're around other people who are on this kind of journey together. Right. And that's mm-hmm. really powerful. I mean, I can't, I can't stress enough the power of being in a you know community of folks who are uh, on a similar journey and there to celebrate and support you and, you know, lift you up when you need it uh, and also challenge you, right. To show up. Um, so my favorite is really a combination of the two, right? If you can find a, a group program or at least a community that's focused on this, like uh, personal growth and betterment, all that. And then also have the opportunity to meet one-on-one with a coach. That's uh that's a really powerful one-two combination. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, I do want to give you the last word, Nick, you know, if you're talking to somebody that's on their way out, did you have another you, you talk about your free giveaway, right? Did you have another one? Yeah. Uh, another yeah, item you want to share uh, before we go? The second one, um, we'll just, we'll just drop the link. Um, it's a, it's a calendar link to something I call a QRF extraction session. That's for anybody who okay. is like really needs to talk right now. Um, 
you know, really about anything. I'm here to, uh-huh. here to support you. Um, okay. So I'm put that in the show notes and yeah. in the email that goes out. Okay, great. All right. Yeah. Well, Nick, thanks for uh, sharing your entrepreneurial success story, man. You've been doing this for two years on your own, paying the bills. That's you've, you've become, yeah. you, you've, you've reached the, uh, the top of the mountain right there as far as yeah. uh, not having to have that J O B. So that's awesome. That's right. And uh, <laughs> we look forward to seeing your future success. So appreciate uh, sharing your story with us and uh, have checked back in, you know, maybe in a year or so and see how you're doing. Yeah. I love that. Thanks right. a lot, Joe. Awesome. Appreciate it. All right. These two veterans are asking Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.